Mike Kaufman, Center for Naval Analysis, the go-to guy for trying to understand what's going on in Ukraine today. A tragic situation, but one we need to understand. A lot of people are looking at newspapers, are seeing arrows drawn on maps jutting into Ukraine, combined with situation reports that are dramatic from various places within Ukraine. Mike, can you give us kind of a 30,000-foot down view of how you see what the military operation was trying to achieve strategically at the outset and kind of where they are now? Sure. Uh, I think their goal was, you know, they had maximalist war aims. They had uh, a military operation that's now in progress first to try to achieve regime change and circle the capital and, and try to overthrow the Ukrainian government. And then a much larger set of kind of pincer movements um, to encircle and envelop Ukrainian forces, try to do this quickly, and then force surrender of isolated pockets, right? That's, that was kind of the, the idea, I think, behind the Russian military operation. What we saw at the outset was a series, a brief series of strikes against critical infrastructure, air defense, command and control, logistics, things like that, and then a, a whole host of uh, ground offensives taking place from the north of Belarus, east, northeast, all the way to the south of Crimea. That's what's been going on. Um, there have been uh, several days of fighting. I think a lot of people have different interpret impressions based on the tactical situation and I suspect most of them are wrong because you shouldn't draw any big strategic conclusions based on what you saw in you know one platoon fight versus another platoon fight and these sort of things. Um, but the the long story short is, I think uh, I think Ukrainian forces are putting up considerable resistance. On the one hand, on the other hand, Russian forces are advancing on multiple fronts, and there are definitely areas where they've broken out. And what would you say? I mean, I, you let's let's just say it. I mean, your analysis has been extraordinarily on point and 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 prescient, uh, as many people who have followed your uh, your analysis have have would agree. And as you have stressed in many other interviews in many other places, the minute the war starts, uh, uncertainty just is dramatic, and uh, there's a lot of false information being put out on both sides for strategic and understandable reasons. And so the question is like, what, is there anything so far that's a surprise to you, given what you might have expected if you had been asked these kinds of questions on Wednesday morning? You know, I'm a bit surprised by some of the brazen air assaults at the opening part of the war. And I'm a little surprised that they went so quickly to the ground offensive. Um, I think they thought this was gonna be faster and easier. And some things they did just, what kind of like uh, general staff operational things they did it just to do it, so to speak. You, you get this in the military, it's, you know, these sort of, um taking big risks just to do something bold at the uh opening of of, of a campaign but now they, they i think they you you see that in the first two days they realize what kind of war it's going to be and now you see them steadily adjusting um uh, the the concept of operation but you you know russian forces are advancing on the capital there's fighting in the outskirts of the ukrainian capital today ukrainian forces are also fighting back and launching counterattacks, and um and there's quite a bit of urban combat taking place. So this is this is going to be a, this has been a bloody conflict already and it's gonna get worse. And um, I think it, I, there's one question I'm not gonna ask you, which is to predict precisely what's gonna happen. Instead, I would say, I would ask you, um, help us, um, like help anyone who might listen to this conversation with indicators to look for. What sort of things will you be looking for uh, as evidence of sort of, where this thing is shaping up, given Russia's political objectives, which you remind us at the beginning is regime change. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll be looking to see if they actually plan to enter the Ukrainian capital and if they intend to engage in urban combat um, or if they were if they were hopelessly optimistic, thinking that somehow Zelensky's administration was going to collapse. I'll be looking to see what the response is of Ukrainians in cities and to what extent Ukrainians take to the cities and, and more actively resist as Russian forces capture or try to capture metropolitan areas. Um, I'll be looking to see uh, the extent to which Ukrainian military is able to sustain this fight. You know, like you said, war is, a, war is a chasm of uncertainty, and it becomes incredibly confusing, especially in the first couple of days. It takes several days to catch up and get a sense of what's really been happening on the ground. And I think people might have one impression of the conflict, though. I'm going to tell you right now that two, three days from now, they might have a very different impression of the direction this war is going. So people, you just have to brace for that and manage expectations. Is there, and we only have a minute left, but is there a possibility that those forces were held in reserve in specifically in order not to impose too many casualties, not to make it too dramatic? Is that an indication they kind of did hope for a smaller operation might get their political objective? And so if we were to see more of those forces moving in, would that be a sign that we're going to potentially see even more violence on, on the ground? I think they really restrained the use of fires and air bombardment early on. They just tried to go with precision strikes and... and and uh, maneuver advance. And I think uh, if worse comes to worse, they're gonna adjust and go back to heavy use of firepower. Um, I think you're right on that. I think they're trying to minimize early on civilian casualties, but as Russian forces get frustrated, they're gonna, you know, in some ways revert to the mean. Um, beyond that, I think here's a basic thing. People don't realize there's a tremendous amount of Russian military power and it's taken them quite a while just to get it into the fight. You're only seeing a fraction of the Russian military forces still fighting in this. With that important warning, I'm going to thank you, Mike, for this really helpful conversation. Thanks.